You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Munkiran Ajla. And the International South Asian Film Festival is back this week from September 28th to October 1st. And we are speaking to Karan Soni, actor and comedian from New Delhi to Hollywood, a rising star. You might recognize him as Dopinder from the iconic Deadpool series, but his talent extends far beyond that. He is part of the jury for this year's ISAF 2023. Karan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Wow, thank you for having me. Love the pronunciation of my name. Oh, oh my God. It was so good. <laughs> I honestly, I appreciate that. Let's talk about that, actually. A name yeah. like Karan Sony. what kinds of uh, things did you deal with having that name? Well, it's so funny because I grew up in Indian. Karan is one of the most common names. So I had never really heard it mispronounced that much. And I came to college to go to in LA and no one could say my name. And... I struggled so hard. So then eventually someone in a class once, the professor just couldn't get it and they kept asking and kept repeating it. And then this one student was like, it's like the word car and the word in, car in. And I've been using that. It's not really, obviously we know that, but like, that's just how I've been, I do it now or whatever. And then to the point that I was like, God, I, I'm saying it wrong myself so much now that when I hear it said properly, I'm always like, oh, great. Somebody who knows that even I appreciate too, like a name like Munkiran. Oh, the things that I have heard. Very interesting. Did you you ever think of changing your name? Because sometimes you do see that with some folks in the entertainment industry. Was that ever a thought that you had? Yeah, I had a brief thought because Cal Fan did that, right? And I remember like reading a lot about Cal Fan when I was first starting and just being like, I just need to copy everything this person did because he was like one of the only successful people. And then I remember being like, wow, maybe I should do that. But honestly, this is really sad, but true. But one of the biggest things I used to, so my mom always growing up like Indian parents was like, don't go in the sun, blah, 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 blah. And I love being in the sun. I'm just happier in the sun. And I live in LA and there is sun basically most of the days. And I do remember at one point, like I wasn't working and I just remember thinking like, maybe I shouldn't go in the sun. And that was like a thing. So for a while, I was like, I won't go in the sun. And which was so stupid, like if that was stopping me from working. But that was the one big thought that I did have. And now I'm like, forget it. Let's talk a little bit about your move, though, especially, you know, going from New Delhi, then coming to L.A. and obviously, you know, chasing your passion from film and doing really well in it. What was that sort of transition like, right, going from New Delhi to L.A.? Yeah, it was very, it was a huge culture shock. I originally did not come with the idea of being in Hollywood or entertainment. Um, I like uh, any good Indian son was meant to run my dad's business. Um, and he has a tractor company and he makes tractor parts for John Deere, this big like American tractor company. And the idea always was I was an Indian Nepo baby, uh, as in I was meant to, basically I was told like you have to take over this factory and I really didn't have any dreams or anything because I was just like I've just been told for since I was a kid that this is what I have to do and so I really was coming to college mainly to uh, live out my dad's dream which he always really wanted to study in America so I came undeclared I took a bunch of business classes to go into different things and then I had always done theater in high school in India and then I really missed it and then I took a bunch of acting classes at USC I somehow ended up in the middle of like Hollywood which I didn't even plan for it. USC just gave me the best deal. So I ended up here. And then it was like really people giving me validation there that they were like, you should try to pursue this. And at the same time, my dad sold his business. So while I was in college, I lost this job that I was meant to have. And for the first time, I had this moment where they're like, what would you want to do? And I just it happened to coincide with being in LA and seeing people who were like child actors who are like now in college and 
seeing friends who are like in a McDonald's commercial and being like, oh, you can work and not be like a movie star and still make a living. And I was like, that sounds like a cool job. And so I just sort of started in college and then ignorance is bliss. It was like, maybe I'll try this. And it's just gone on for this amount of time so far. I feel like that's like the secret to life is like, like yes. not, that, not that I'm saying that you didn't like try too hard, but don't make it too big a thing. Like, yeah, yeah I'll do this I acting. Know. Don't overthink. Don't overthink. Because I mean, the odds were not in my favor. <laughs> that. And, you know, I'm more cynical now. And I wish I could be, remember a little bit more like of just my original thought was like, oh, if I could make money doing this, that seems nice. <laughs> was it? I didn't think of like. There isn't anyone on TV that looks like me. I wasn't thinking of that until I started like really doing it a little bit more and being like, oh, God, this is really hard. But up front, I was kind of very like kind of ignorance is bliss about the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do that more kind of a thing. And yeah. I want to say, yeah. you know, especially when you were you were starting out, right? Did you find that when you were doing auditions or if there were parts that were coming your way, were you typecast ever? Like, did you find, oh, I keep getting like similar roles over and over? Yeah, I think more than typecasting for the recurring thing for me, I started in 2009 auditioning, was that just the parts were so short and small. There was nothing substantial. So it was less typecasting, more just like the character who walks in a room and like tells the plot, or like goes like so-and-so is at the door. Like these were the kind of parts, like just anything that nothing had substance and there wasn't like a big arc or anything. And it would be rare to get something where it was nuanced and substance. So it was like this thing where you were like, it's called co-stars in Hollywood, but it's parts that are on TV shows that are five lines or under because you have a different pay rate and it's like cheaper. And when I started, they were like, let's fill out those parts with people of color. And then anything that's substantial, a character that is a series regular or is in many episodes, they just wouldn't look at you for that. And so that was the recurring thing was everything felt like it was just like a smaller thing. Um, and then that I feel has really changed as, you know, I have feel very lucky to be in this part of the business where there's just more opportunity for, for better things now. But that was the main thing. Now you were in a little film, not even a little film, big film, Deadpool. All right. Yes. How did that even come about? Tell us the story behind yeah. that. Yeah, that was um, very secretive, like those things are. So I didn't know I was auditioning for Deadpool. So working after life, you just go on endless auditions. And so it was one of like many, many auditions. And it, it I did know that Ryan Reynolds was in this movie, but it didn't say anything else. And I think our audition sides were from something else or whatever. And I just did this audition with a casting director and then like forgot about it. Like you kind of have to. And then a few months went by and then I just got a call being like, you're going to be in this Deadpool. And I didn't even know what Deadpool was. I had never heard of it. He did not know the comic. And it's crazy to imagine now, but Ryan at that time, this is 2015 when we made it, was not as his career was in a little bit of a lower phase of it. Definitely unlike it is now. And um, it wasn't this like, oh my God, you're going to I was still very excited. But everyone was like, yeah, I guess Ryan Reynolds was doing this random movie and it had like a lower budget and it wasn't this like big flashy thing. And everyone was kind of like, this is pretty much like an indie studio movie. It's not like a real big movie. And I had never been in like a big studio movie. And so it was really exciting. And it's so funny because some people are always just like, oh, my God, you had to like do an Indian accent and all this stuff. But the truth is, I've never been cast to be able to do an Indian accent until really that job. And I was dying to do it because I'm like, this is my real accent. <laughs> I grew up and I was like, I know this character so well. 
And I was like, oh my God, I want to. And then everyone was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm thrilled. And then they didn't know that about me either. They were like, you're American. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I had to learn to speak like this. And I've done one other thing where I've gone to play like an Indian who came to America or whatever. But that was like years ago. And I was always like, God, I really, this is the one accent I can do. I really want to do it. So it was like a character that was very near and dear to my heart. But I literally was like, no one's going to watch this movie because everyone was acting like it wasn't a big thing. I just remember the script was one of the best scripts I had ever read. And then um, that was the first time I got to come to Vancouver because we shot it there. Oh. And um, we, it was very exciting. It was like a very small thing. And then it ended up becoming obviously a much bigger. And honestly, for me, especially as a Desi now, when I watched this film and I saw you pop up on the screen, I'm like, oh, my God, somebody that looks like me is in this film, I which know. like ended up breaking so many records in the box office at the time. It did really yeah. well. And it was clearly a revival for Ryan Reynolds. And obviously it did you really well, because I feel like after Deadpool, yeah. did you find that sort of opportunities then opened up for you? It definitely did. I still, I'm always like, because I feel like people, I used to listen to people's interviews and be like, this is, there's no one fix to everything. So I think a lot of times people feel like you do this one thing and then everything is like a yes. It wasn't that. What ended up happening was I got more auditions than I ever did, but I still have to audition all the time. And it just made it that I could be in bigger things because I had been in one big thing. So it just it was that when someone sees you in one thing, they go like, oh, you can be in another big thing. So I remember the first thing I really did after Deadpool was this like big studio movie for Paramount called Office Christmas Party. And it was with like Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. But it was like hard to get that part. I had to audition many times. But I don't think I, they would have even considered me if I hadn't get, already been in another big movie. So it is just that it opens the door for like that. But I also didn't realize kind of innocently enough like that it would mean so much to people to see uh, that character, whatever, any of it, because I was just so kind of in my zone of like, oh, I got a movie, like, I'll just do it. And then it's been like a happy surprise. Not what you were expecting, right? That's the thing. And I have to say, no. right, because we are based in Vancouver and here in Vancouver, Ryan Reynolds is like a legend. He's like, a little, oh, my he's, God, he's a gem he to us here. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I remember writing for Deadpool 1 and you have to get a work visa because I have American passport. And so they, they see arrive, they give you this work permit and you get it for like a year or whatever it is. And so I was in the line for the work permit and all the immigration officers, like it says like what the project is on the paperwork. And they all were like, you know, Ryan, it's from me. <laughs> and every time I just was moving Vancouver this year, every time they're just like, they all know me at the work permit because I have some connection to Ryan. And I literally told Ryan, I was like, you're literally, I mean, he doesn't need to hear as well. I'm like, you're just like the God of Vancouver. <laughs> Really. And then I didn't realize what the Georgia Viaduct was, but we shot a lot of the first movie on this that bridge and they shut it down. And then I was telling Ryan, I was like, oh, yeah, the immigration officer. And he's like, yeah, no, they shut down this bridge of Vancouver. <laughs> you could film this movie. I was like, yeah, only you can get them to do that. Like I said, he's a god. At this point, we should have a statue of Ryan Reynolds. Like, don't be surprised I mean, if it comes yeah, up. I, it would be it would be a hit. You know, it would be another hit. Yeah, it would do well. But obviously, you know, like I said in my introduction, um, Karen, you are so much, you've done so many things, right? You're in Miracle Workers. That looks like a whole lot of fun. Um, you've done voiceover work, Trolls World Tour, and Spider-Man Across yeah. the Spider-Verse. And then you also went into directing HBO's Room 104. So you're doing a whole lot of things. And for you, especially, like, do, do you plan on ever, like, being, like, doing a little bit more directing? Or is, like, kind of acting yeah. a little bit of focus? Is that an interest? 
Yeah, definitely. I directing was never the thing originally, but I've now done um, over a hundred movies and TV shows, and so it's just years of like seeing other people direct. I've seen good ways of doing it and bad ways of doing it, and I've also accumulated a lot of knowledge on filmmaking just from being on the other side. That when I venture into it, it's just like a nice thing because as an actor, you can't always use all of those things, and because you can just put your hand up and be like, maybe this, but like, it's not really your job to like, you know, when you see things going wrong, you can't really like interfere too much. You have to respect the role. So it was really liberating and cool to be able to do that. I will say from my personal experience, the door is like very tightly shut for, for that. Like it's very hard to break in, even if you have a lot of credits on the other side. So I've only been able to do one thing. I would love to do more. But, you know, life is long. The career is long. But it's definitely something I would like to do more of. And now, of course, we've got to talk about how you're on the jury for the International South yeah. Asian <laughs> Film Festival. And this is super exciting for us. So how did this come about? And how does it feel to be part of the jury? Yeah, Paul Kitt, who is one of the organizers of the festival this year, um, I knew him from actually the festival circuit. I think we we met at Tribeca like two, three years ago when I had a project there. And um, we just ended up connecting and, and he was involved this year and he asked and I've never been on a jury for a festival or anything before. So it was just an exciting time to say yes. Also a great thing to do during the strike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have some free time. And it's been really fun to be able to watch all these movies. It's just a pleasure to watch movies. You learn so much from the good, bad, all of it. I feel like you get better from watching. And I've recently produced a few smaller things. And so I have so much respect for anyone who makes a movie, especially an indie movie. It's so difficult to get that finish line and I just uh, it makes me happy to see people like finished work and support it oh totally and I think for you right because you you touched on this earlier how when you started the industry there weren't really a lot of roles out there right I think especially characters of color we were in those tiny tiny parts but now for you just how much has changed really in that area yeah a lot has changed I mean so much has changed and it's very exciting um, yeah, I just feel very more than anything just lucky because it's not like I created the change. It's just I happen to be in this phase in this career where things change. You really get perspective. I've had a few things where I've had parents like cast as to play my parents in like a few shows and movies and stuff. And it's always interesting to talk to them and like their experiences, you know, when they were doing it. And it's like kind of horrifying to hear the stories. So you can just be grateful with like, here's where we're at. Obviously, you always want more, better, and there's more. Uh, things to be done with all of that stuff but you also can like have a moment to be like okay like I'm happy to be working at this phase but the biggest thing I really felt was there was like a phase where they were like okay they can be one brown person on the tv show as like a regular that became like a thing with like Aziz and Mindy and all these things and then I felt like with Miracle Workers like the show that I'm on right now it's me and this other actor Geraldine we're both Indian and we're both like series regulars on the same show, but we're not related. We don't play with others. We just happen to be independently cast. And it, and it, and that to me was like, oh, this feels really cool. Like it feels like that's no longer like a check mark token thing somewhere. And, and that's been like a really fun experience. And then recently in Vancouver, my partner and I made a movie called A Nice Indian Boy that we're just finishing up right now. But it's basically my big Greek wedding, but with an Indian family. And it's basically the full movie is like an Indian cast. And then there's one token white character you can see in the movie. <laughs> and it really kind of switches that paradigm a little bit. And 
it was that was really a kind of eye opening to to make that it was like so emotional because we were all the Indian cast, the one who played the family, we were like, oh my god, like we've been wanting to work together for a long time, and in this where everyone has an amazing arc and is not just like a side character, and and so it is very exciting that like things like that are happening now, and we'll be able to tell new kinds of stories. And stuff. Oh, you answered my question because I was going to ask you about that film. I saw that on your Instagram and I got yeah. very excited about it. Do you know? Yeah. I know you said more details to come. Do you know when the yeah. release is going to be? Can you say anything yeah. about that? Sometime next year. Sometime next year. But yeah, it's so special. I'm truly, like, I think, the most excited about this project. Uh, it's based on a play um, by Madhuri Shaker, who's this amazing Indian uh, playwright. But yeah, it's, it's like a big, fun Indian wedding movie that we shot in Vancouver and... Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really good. I'm really excited about it. I'm so pumped Next up. Year. Year. I will be following <laughs> that very, very closely. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. finally for you, Karen, especially as a creative, you know, how nice is it to have spaces like ISAF, right, that especially celebrate, you know, South Asians work, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera? Yeah, it's so great. I mean, just honestly, I've seen all the films that are in my category for the jury. And these are films that, like, they're just curated so well and like they have so much Canadian um, Indian talent in it too. And like, I feel like usually I'm not exposed to that as much. I'm usually exposed to Canadian things when they're shot for Hollywood and they come to America. And so there's like a thriving independent scene amongst like the Indian creative people in Canada too, from like the films and stuff. And so I just think it's such a great showcase and place for that kind of material and I like if you're in Canada I can't imagine a better thing to watch because it is so much of it is related to like the experience of being Indian in Canada I think and so it, it's just a great curation of like work that was there and we are so excited about it Karan thank you so much for your time thank we really you. appreciate it of course thank you so much for having me you are so welcome